On this episode of Hungry Ghost, we are here looking for the ghosts of Hungry Past. We don't know where he lives, but we know he is in the realm of the Hungry Ghost, a textbook Angelica has used for the last paper she's ever written for her masters. Did you not want to do that? No, we train that oh, brazen. We haven't done that one. No, we haven't done that one. Okay. Train that brain. No. Okay. That's a very vague one, though. Train that brain. We've done. Fake it till you make it. Uh-huh. The grandmother. <laughs> oh God! What? what? <laughs> oh, adjust. Adapt. Adjust. Overcome. Yeah. Um. Why? What? I mean, there's only been four. How are we doing this right now? Pull out my hand. Stick to the facts. There it is. Is that all? We've done three. We have four episodes, though. But the first one was just intro. Right. You're right. This is our fifth episode of Push Path Comfort with Angela and Angelica. Oh, yeah. That's us. So let's get through all the business stuff. What's the business stuff? You can find us on... Oh, yeah. Apple? <laughs> Banana? <laughs> we will... I, we need to... No. We're not recording this. But we need to find Spotify soon. What? Because uh, two people asked me how to listen to it, and they don't have... Apple. They don't have iPhones. They don't have Apple. Wait, they can't. Okay, all right. So they okay, they ask. What you're saying. So immediately they always say, "Are you guys on Spotify?" And then I'm oh. like, "Oh shit, not yet." Okay, let's. Well, yeah, we'll figure that out. So Spotify, yeah. website, yeah. Instagram, Spotify. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this episode, we're still recording. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> you told me to stop, and I didn't. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a bad girl. I deserve to be spanked, Angela. <laughs> I'm weak today. I can't. I don't have the energy. Energy. I ain't energy. Bitch! I swear to God! Okay, here's the thing. Let's... This is what I want to do. Then do that one. Wait. Oh. These are some... Oh, this one. That one. one. That's the one we're doing. Okay. Okay, let me this, read. This mantra is, it's better in the butt. Angela. <laughs> God damn. I just wrote, you are the average butt. <laughs> Instead of the actual mantra. Okay. The mantra is, you are the average of your five closest friends. Yeah, which, you're, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, which yes. can be friends, right, it can right, be right. others. Yeah, it doesn't have to be friends. It could be family or coworkers. Yeah. yeah. Roommates. Um, yeah. Maybe, I mean, even like, okay, well. Okay, this one just. (laughs) What? Stresses me out. No, I'm just kidding. What? (laughs) No, no, it's not stress. All of a sudden. (laughs) Just start crying. This will be a wild episode, (laughs) y'all. My brain cells are parched. (laughs) Yeah, let's just start off by saying Angelica this morning wrote her last paper for her master's program. And I think that she has utilized every brain cell. Mm. And they're all a little bit sleepy right now. 
I've realized I've observed, observed, I can't fucking speak. Um, I realized that I love to surf. I was having a conversation with Lindsay yesterday and she was like, you you did it girl. Like da da da. And then she's like, fuck, I couldn't imagine. Um, because yesterday I also cleaned out my old apartment, oh my did the walkthrough, God. gave him the keys and then finished school. So it was like, I was finishing grad school. I was moving out of my apartment and like, you know, two huge things on the same day. But then the, And then I told her, but yeah, girl, then I think about the first day we moved to Tustin, I left to Australia the next day for my job. So it's like everything, you know, major things always happen in like little clusters and I'm not so oblivious to it. But, and then like today I'm like, I just finished my last paper and I'm done with my master's program. And then I was like already on the way to your house Mm -hmm. recording a podcast. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, I need to stop sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think the cluster thing that you're talking about is so true. It like, I mean, when it rains, it pours is a real thing. I've noticed that too. It's like, and then this happened, this happened, this happened. Right. And then it's just like, it's like the pendulum. We, we, are we going to do a podcast on the pendulum? (laughs) That's a whole ass podcast. That's a whole ass podcast. But the pendulum swings and sometimes it swings in your favor. Sometimes it doesn't, but it always swings. And yeah. Um, I'm very happy we're doing this mantra though, because two reasons, one moving always comes with like a fuckload of emotions. Mm. And then two, it always comes with like having to go through old shit. Yes. So last week I have a huge ass garage at my old Long Beach apartment and I literally stuffed and hoarded so much in it because mm. it was ginormous. So I asked Alex to come over and I was like, go through everything with me. Cause she's really going to be like, no bitch, throw it away. Yeah. Keep it. 90% of the things that I went through were all shit from coaching. And I was like, holy crap. I It didn't resonate that, like, I've been coaching for over a decade, and I collect things, like, all my notebooks, all my letters, pictures, actual volleyballs, like, nope, like, so much stuff. And I was like, whoa. So then I was thinking, how come in the podcast, all four episodes that we've done, Anytime you're like, why are you like that? Like, what made you like that? I've never said how much coaching completely, like, yeah, influenced who the fuck I am. It's crazy to me hearing you say this because I know that about you. Yeah, and like, I don't know I why. I know it's coaching for you, you know? Right. But it's hard, too, because you've, you, like, a lot of the podcasts you talk about how you live in the present so much. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you live in the present, you're not dwelling on the <clears> past. You're not thinking. You're not, like resonating which is good and bad you know and whatever. I'm not coaching right now so it makes sense yeah like, <laughs> yeah and like you were living it you know that was yeah. just your life you were living it so like when you get out of it and you just are who you are you're like I didn't realize that right. I learned so much from all yes. of that because you were just living it that was so just like life. reading all these papers and letters I was like whoa and then like you know and um in real world where they have the room the confessional yeah okay so I always since way back when we watched real world, real rules yeah right, right, right. I always thought like I always mimicked having a confessional room so like I out loud talk to myself like everyone knows I talk to myself a lot but in the car is where I pretend there's like a camera this is my favorite conversation <laughs> I've ever had with you so I'll be driving and I'm thinking I'm there's a camera on me so I say things out loud, like I talk to myself out loud. So I was like pretending or not rehearsing, but like I was pretending like we were doing a podcast and I was talking about how much coaching has influenced my life. And I was going to say how coaching was such a huge influence. And the second huge influence is the people I surround myself with, mm. which is why I wanted mm. to do this mm. mantra. Dude. We've been talking about experiences mm-hmm. and all those lessons, but we haven't talked about humans yet. I mean, 
So. Yeah, I'm. I feel like I'm going through that right now a little bit too. You know, like mm-hmm. every couple of years, I feel like I I tend to I try to uh, surround myself with people that uplift me, and then I always end up like evolving. Like I'm not one to like get complacent, you know. But every time, like I evolve to the next level, I notice that like a couple people drop off every yeah. time. You know, like people that are just like, and it's not. And the I think the most important thing is like it's not bad. It's a natural process. It's a natural process. And those people that end up dropping off, they're on their own journey. Mm-hmm. And they will hopefully one day get to a point where they're, you know, uplifting, motivating, whatever. And, but and also sometimes people just like to feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I don't know. I don't think there's a problem with either. Mm-hmm. I like the struggle of, like, growing and shedding and growing and shedding. Some people want, like, a simple life. They, like, have their 9 to 5, their 40-hour work week, 401k. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm retire they start a garden like you know I actually think I wish I could be like that Mm -hmm. because I feel like it'd be a lot less stressful I'm going off on a tangent but yes I am no you're explaining insight as to like why the natural process of like right friendship dynamic changes yeah and I've I've, I mean you've seen me drop a couple actually I guess we've both seen each other drop yeah friends for sure (gasps) oh my god and I I think it's like and then I was thinking about it well first of all I was thinking about who my five were uh-huh. Not even, I didn't even know that this was going to be the mantra, but I was mm. thinking about that. But I was thinking about how every single human that I hold close to me serves and, like, it, it ignites or, like, creates a certain part of me. Like, I was clumping everyone. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh-huh. okay, my, oh, my God. I was, this is so weird that I was having this conversation <laughs> in the car, and now I'm saying it out loud. It's so weird. But I was clumping, like, E and uh-huh. um, my girl Joe, who I met from like volleyball years ago, that they're fr- like basically my family, you know, like mm-hmm. my sisters, and how they're always like my grounding people. And then I was thinking about you and Alex, you know, like mm-hmm. you guys have been there from the jump, and like you guys are like the people that know me the most, you know, and like can put me in place or like know what I need without saying it. And then I was thinking about my all my Sims peeps, Sims peeps. and I was like, oh my god, like Mark, Brandon. Brad, Chris, oh my god, there's so many people. And then I was thinking about my girls, you know, mm-hmm. Lynn, D, like those are my backbones, those are my ride or dies, like, you know, they would help me bury a body. You know, those are like <laughs> my OGs. And then I was thinking about um like say Sage, Sage is Sage is choking on the fly. I watched him eat it, now he's choking. He's is hungry. he gonna be okay? He was hungry. You hear him? Yeah. Here you go. Sorry, boo. I was just a little bit worried. It's protein. He just, like, ate that fly super fast and then started choking. How did he catch it? Because, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. With a bow and arrow. Mr. Miyagi up in here. With a crossbow. Um, and then I was thinking about uh, just, like, my, like, group of, like, little sisters that I feel like yeah. are just, like, my little sister, my babies, Michelle, Christina, other Michelle, Dakota. Like, they're, like, you know, just, like, the ones that I'm just, like, oh, my God, they're, like, little family. Yeah. Um, Sisters, and then, like, the peeps from my graduate program. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah. They I all met, serve a different purpose in your life. They all do, and they all... Oh, oh, what, what is that? What is he doing? He almost fell. He almost fell? Sage. But, um, I almost went on a tangent. Oh, no, you didn't. No, because I met two of them on Thursday, and we've only met online. <gasps> oh, So my seeing God. them in the flesh <laughs> was so weird, but that's a tangent. But anyways, yes, all those different friend groups serve, like, my creative side, my intellectual side my grounded side my crazy fun ratchet side my 
like businessy side, like, oh my gosh, so many different layers. That's why when people are like, you're, you're like very dynamic or layered or whatever. I'm like, yeah, because I'm literally the product of the peeps I keep around me. It's true. Yeah, it's true. And you really have to like, look at Sage. Can you stop? Why is he doing that? What is this? What is that, Angelica? Can you drink a little bit more water? You're choking. I'm going to give you the Heimlich. <laughs> no, he's like, no. Well, no, I don't want to cough. Oh, yeah, eat that cucumber. ASMR that cucumber. Um, but, yeah, but and see, and those are all the people that uplift you, but a lot of times I feel like people tend to keep people in their life that don't, you know, mm. that, oh, you're going to do that? Like that mm. kind of thing. Or, oh, I mean, do you really want to do that? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. Usually that doesn't work out. Like, mm. you know, people have friends like that. And so I feel Damn. like, <laughs> I know. Damn. And I feel like we need to more address what it looks like when you have somebody in your circle that's lowering your average, hmm. you know, because I don't feel like a lot of people realize, actually, I know this for a fact. A lot of people don't realize that the people they're surrounding themselves with is what's keeping them from, you know, going for their dreams a lot of times. Well, I think it's, like, good for people to, like, evaluate, like, the people you keep around you create your inner voice. It's mm -hmm. so like when you're younger, your inner voice is your family, your parents, yeah. your siblings, whoever is around you, like, you know, raised you. And then when you become an adult and you get to choose those people, which are friends, their voices become your inner voice as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, it's crazy to think that there are people that are like, no, bitch, you can't do that. Why would you want to do that? That's stupid. Because yeah. then that's all you start thinking. Right. You know? Yeah, and it's not until, you know, like for me as in business, like I started surrounding myself with people who own businesses. You start realizing it like, I don't want to say that it's easy. It's not easy, but it's doable, mm -hmm. I guess is the right word. It's doable. Like it's feasible to do because you're watching somebody else do it. And I remember there was a divide, like when I wanted to start Salud, where I would hang out with people who already own businesses and I'd be like, yeah, I want to start up a business. And they're like, cool. Like have you found this place that you want to do it in or do you have the capital? Like, you know, and they're having like these like productive conversations mm -hmm. with me versus talking to people in my life that like have never started a business or maybe started one and like failed or something, you know, and they're like, Oh, do you, are you sure you want to do that? Oh, okay. I did not, I was trying to think of who that, those people were. Oh yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I don't want to name names, you no, know, no, no, no. Especially, especially because like, I'm not mad at any of those people mm -hmm. or hold a grudge towards anybody who is a little bit more on like the pessimist, like, or a lot of people like to call them realists, you know? Uh -huh. um, because a lot of times, I mean, it's rooted out of fear, you know? A lot of times when people are telling you like, don't do that, or are you sure you want to do that? Or you look stupid when you do that, or, you know, whatever it is, like it's rooted out of their own fear, you mm -hmm. know? They're afraid of doing that. So they're going to project that on you or they're afraid of, being vulnerable and putting themselves on the line. So they're going to put that, like also project that mm -hmm. on you, you know, but I think that it's important to make sure you have people in your life that you look up to that the people, the average, like the people that you surround yourself, that's creating your average or people that you look up to that are doing something that you want to do one day or that you aspire to or whatever, because the, you want that voice. You need that voice sitting on your sideline, you know? Um, and I, and sometimes 
you know, sometimes friends do come back around, but sometimes you have to like have the hard conversation of, and I've had to do it with, um, but I've had to have like a conversation and, and go, Hey, we're growing apart. I don't think that this friendship is mm-hmm. like helping either of us. And I love you, but I think I need to separate myself. And it was really hard. And that person was really upset and like, came back at me swinging, you know, like, mm-hmm. who are you to judge and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm tr- really trying not to judge. That's why I'm doing this, you know? Yeah. But sometimes you have to have that conversation and just kind of separate yourself from some people for the sake of your own dreams and happiness and everything. What would you say is like a common denominator, if there is one, of like people that you stop having <laughs> friendships or relationships with? <laughs> Sage? Sage, we close the door I because you were the, the good door. One. Because you're supposed to act right. Yep, come on. And now you're screaming. First you're eating flies, then you're choking, now you're barking. Who raised you? Who raised you? Um, Who are you hanging out with? Okay. If there's any common denominator of the reason why. 100%, I have one. Okay. They're not true to themselves. Mm. It's like the, like, okay, my brother, I would like, I remember when I was younger, I'd walk into my brother's room, because my brother's been a gamer his whole life, and I just feel like he's always had, like, a good idea of, like, social construct, whereas for me, I, I was always trying to be the popular girl in high school, like, all this stuff, so anyway, I'd go into his room and, like, lay on his bed and be like, oh my god, you have no idea, like, so-and-so said this, and I, I feel like I should have said this, and, you know, and I, I was doing the best I could, and he always said, who are you trying to convince, me or you, mm-hmm. always, just mm-hmm. like, and it put me in my place every time, because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you all this, because I'm trying to convince myself that what right. I'm doing is right, you know? And it really, you know, talking about the average of your five closest friends, like, my brother is one of those people that has really shaped a part of me. And the part that my brother has shaped for me is, like, dropping the ego. Mm -hmm. And, like, who, you're not cool. Mm -hmm. You're never going to, like, my brother's just like, fuck you. You know, like, I, oh, I'm a CEO of a company now. And he's like, yeah, oh, look at you. You don't have a chin. I'm like, fuck off. He just, like, always brings me back down, you know? Humbles you down. Humbles me down. But I think that that part of it has always helped me because, it has always helped me to remain true to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who are you trying to kid? Right. Who are you kidding right now? Like, you're lashing out. Who are you trying to kid? Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're mad. Who are you trying to kid? Like, and I feel like the common denominator with all the people that I've had to cut out of my life is denial. Mm. They're denying, like, you know, like, hey, hinting. You think that maybe you're frustrated because, like, you don't like your job? And, like, you're taking it out on me and you're, like, not liking the fact that maybe I do like my job. It's like, no, that's that's not it. It's just, you know, I just don't think it's a good idea. Like, you know, stuff like that. Like, I mean, I'm just creating a scenario out of nothing. Yeah. But, like, that's, like, a conversation that I feel like I've had with people before, friends mm-hmm. before. But, yeah, I think common denominator is not being true to themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you trying to convince? Right. You, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, look inside, you know? Stop looking out. Stop looking at me. Stop trying to fix me. Mm-hmm. Focus on fixing yourself, and then we can Which be... is a very hard thing to do. Well, which is why a lot of people pick up projects, you know? Like, girls tend to date guys that have a lot of problems because it's a project. Mm-hmm. The last thing they want to do is spend the time looking inward, and that's a vulnerable feeling, having to try to fix yourself. It's so much easier to be like, like, you're worse off than me, so I'm going to date you and try to fix you mm-hmm. and make myself feel better because I'm better than you. So I'm going to try to fix you, you know, Mm -hmm. but it only works for a little bit and nobody changes for somebody else. They just don't. Mm -hmm. So you always end up a loser in that situation. 
You just do. You fucking you just do. Still lose. <laughs> From experience, you lose every time when you try to fix somebody else. I remember my mom would always be like, tigers don't change their stripes. And I'm always like, tigers don't change. Fuck you, mom. Yeah. You don't know. And now I'm like, dude, yes, though. But I think that's the end of that sentence is, tigers don't change their stripes, but they will change them for themselves, but not for you. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. You have to, like, dig deep in yourself and do it. You're Mm -hmm. not going to do it because you're dating somebody who's telling you to do it. It's Mm -hmm. not going to happen. Don't you? Don't don't you? I'm... We're drinking whiskey right now, and neither of us have eaten, and I think I made these drinks too strong, and I'm a little tipsy, or maybe I'm just hot, mm-hmm. I don't know, <laughs> menopausal, I have no idea, can you say I'm something? Trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I was thinking, I was trying, I was like, speak, 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 say something, that's like one okay, thing. Okay, all right, I'll ask you, I'll ask you, I know, okay, I've been around for friends coming in and out of your lives, uh-huh, what, do you feel like you've had to have conversations with people? To be like, hey, we're not going to be friends anymore? Or is it like a drift-off process? Like, what ends up happening to where you, when you separate yourself from people? When I asked you this question, I was thinking about my answer. And then I was trying to think of specific examples. Like, you have, you know, yeah. specific examples. <laughs> so I was like, what are I like my specific? I just had to throw up one letter and you knew exactly who I was talking about. I will say that I think, it, I think this comes from um, being single for a long time. Uh-huh. I'm like... I value my friendships like greatly. Yeah. You know, like true. it's a tattoo on my back. Uh-huh. Okay. So like it basically says my friends are my family. So if something were to fall off with a friend, I would never be the one to just like not have a conversation or closure mm-hmm. or make sure we're good. Like I think that's something that's a strength of mine is like I'm I maintain and I prioritize like my friendships a lot, you know? So like if I if I did feel that disconnect, I'd be like, hey girl. Hey, boo, let's sit down. Like, let's talk about it. Like, what's up? What's good? But I can't think of one person in particular. I think of a couple friendships. I mean, are we talking, like, just friendships? Or are we talking, like, close-ass friendships? Well, I'm thinking of, like, here. Oh. <laughs> oh, your phone. I was like, what? Like, oh. I actually have one of your friends right here. <laughs> I was like, she pulling out. Okay, this is <clears throat> this is somebody I was thinking about. Okay, okay, so with that person, uh-huh. I would say... I wrote it down so she can see it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I was honest. thinking about that person, though. I also had another person I was thinking about. Okay, but those two people... Fuck. Just growth. That's all I think of, hashtag yeah. growth. Yeah. You know, like, I- I'm not a person to talk about, like, okay, so one person I can think of, a friendship of ours, was very disconnected because she tends to talk about people. Is it me? No, bitch. <laughs> no, she was just like very like... You're breaking up with me on the, the podcast. <laughs> she's wearing a black tank top. <laughs> she got a bandana on, white headphones. I don't know, y'all. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, who is it? I know it. What, who is this person? She's drinking the same drink I'm drinking. No, but with her, it was, um, it was, yeah, so she tends to talk a lot about drama or other people, and, like, ever, even, even going to an all-girls school, 
I never really was like big in the drama feed because mm. I probably grew up with all brothers and I yep. didn't know that they talked about that shit. Yes. It wasn't even like I was like, I don't talk about drama. I'm above that. It was just like, even now, like I don't really watch reality shows. Mm. Like I'm not really Except in. Except for Real 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 Challenge, but yes. because of the sport aspect. Right, because it was yes. a competition. Because it was yeah. a competition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, like I don't get in anyone's tea. I'm not all up in the, you know, so I think where we disconnected is like she would vent about things or tell me things and I didn't give her the response that she wanted. Angelica, this is literally what we me and you talk. Don't don't look at my tissue box. Oh god, you just keep pulling shit out. I know, I'm sorry, my nose is running. This is what we just talked about this past week. Yeah, this yeah. This is me. No, it's not you. <laughs> I swear to God, it's not you. I'm like, but listen, let me finish. Because you'll see the difference. You'll okay, see the difference. Okay. So she took my lack of response, like, oh, fuck that bitch. Like, that's another thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to be like, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, that's just not my, that's not me. And so I'm thinking she knows me. She knows not to come to me for that kind of response. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone disrespects you, all right, bitch, where are we going? Where do they live? I got you. But if it's some, like, petty drama, like. I told her to shut the fuck up. I, one thing I am not is petty. Like, I'm just not. I'm not petty. So when I didn't give her that response, she internalized it as I wasn't validating how she felt or I didn't think what she was talking about was a big deal, mm. you know? And then I don't think she understood the underlining layer of, like, anytime someone always talks about other people or just talks shit or drama, it literally triggers me to think about my mother. Oh. And so immediately I'm, like, disconnecting, like, right. Nah, you know what I mean? Like I grew up around that. Yeah. It's not healthy. It doesn't make anyone feel better. So at that time I was a lot younger. I didn't do a good job communicating. Mm. Like, I love you, sis. I'm here for you. But like this shit is small. Right. <laughs> you know I mean, I get you could feel however you want to feel. And I value that. But like, I'm not sure what you want, what you want me to say in this scenario. You know, like. Is it this? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so long story short, that kind of was like a big thing in our friendship and we just naturally drifted. But then a lot of other friendships drift because just change in lifestyle. Like right. a lot of my girls have kids and are married and it's a just right. different lifestyle. So there is like a natural evolution of friendship. But if I'm trying to think of anyone that fell off in like where we sat down to have a conversation of why it fell off, I can't really think of it. But the person you wrote down, him and I, I think t- talked about it a little bit because mm-hmm. we were really close and then he asked me one day when I was leaving for work, he was like, why are you friends with me? Mm. I was like, no one's ever asked me that. Like, what do I serve to you? Right. Like, I could tell you all these things your friendship does for me, but I, I'm not sure what my friendship does for you. Mm. And I like sat there and I'll, I got quiet, obviously. Mm. <laughs> and oh, I was really? like, you quiet? Never. And I, well, I really thought about it. I was like, and then I thought about, and I told him my answer, you know, and then we didn't see each other after that for a while just because of like natural stuff like he had gotten married and like I moved and blah 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 blah. and so like if if we look at our friendship yeah the difference is just like interests and like Mm -hmm. lifestyle and just like natural things but it was never like he was negative towards me you know what I mean like so I'm trying to think of someone that like I was trying to pinpoint my yeah and it would have to be more the person, the last person well, you wrote down. I think that the reason why I had somebody like that in my life, and she's not the only one, is because I tend to, I feel like the way that you value friendship is very much so like the people that are close to you mm-hmm. know you, and that's, those are your friends. Right. For me, because I'm a lot more of an extrovert, I, mm-hmm. I like 
catch a lot more fish on the way. That's true. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that for me, I've had to, on, along the way, like, get into situations where I got really close to somebody. Yeah. And I see the best in them and all this stuff. And then after a while, I realize, okay, because, for, okay, because a lot of people tend to, like, get, like, not attracted, like, in a sexual way. I just feel, like, attracted to my personality. Yes, your energy. Because I'm positive and yeah. funny and motivating and I'm, I'm like, this light force that just like plows through mm-hmm. obstacles like mm-hmm. we can figure it out i just always. i feel like you you give people the green light uh-huh. to be whatever the fuck they exactly. want to be you know exactly. what i mean like let's be fucking goofy and have yeah. an accent right now yeah. let's put a shirt on our head let's yeah so you know what i mean like yeah. you just give them this sense of bravery right so just be like I could fucking do that too. She's doing it. You know what I mean? No, exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Like, I feel like a lot of people end up getting kind of addicted to me. Yeah. Because a lot of times I, because my family is the kind of family, like the Almaguer side, I'm realizing more and more, like the difference between my family and a lot of other families. My family is each other's biggest fan always. Right. Like, I'll do something and my all my cousins are like, look at her go, there she goes. Yeah. yeah, you're doing it. I'm so proud of you. Look at you go. You're 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 so smart. Like yeah. I remember like two family reunions ago, I kind of noticed it because or actually it was longer than that because it was when Salud first started. Like mm-hmm. when we, I opened my first store. 2015. Yeah, so like five years ago. Mm-hmm. I um, remember. Okay. <laughs> so when I was at a family reunion, I didn't bring it up. I'm not about to be like, yes, yeah, my business. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not that person. Like I don't talk like mm-hmm. that to anybody. Um, and I remember like my cousin Remy being like, all right, everybody gather around, gather around. We're going to do a toast. And so I'm like, they're toasting. And he's like, we're toasting to my cousin Angela. Like, congratulations, Mihita. We love you. Like, Mm -hmm. you're doing so good. We're so proud of you. And I was like, I didn't even know any of you guys knew about my business because I don't talk about it, you know? And I remember just at that moment being like, I have a supportive family. Right. Oh, fuck. And that's why I am like the way I am. Mm -hmm. And so many people flock to me because their family is not like that. Mm. You know, a lot of people don't have, I know that I'm super blessed with like my dad's side of the family, you know? So I come at them and I'm like, what do you want to do? Right, right. Oh, you want to be an actress? Let's fucking make it work. I know somebody who does random film stuff. Mm -hmm. You want me to ask them if you can act? Like, I never think that anybody's dream is stupid. Mm -hmm. I'm like, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out, you know? So I do, I feel like I get a lot more people like coming to me and they're trying to like be a part of my light. Mm -hmm. But I had a spiritual advisor one time. Remember you called me? You remember her? Tell me about that. Okay, yeah. I, oh, I did. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you all remember? I do. I remember that one time I talked about it. But she told me that mm-hmm. I have to be careful because I have light suckers. Mm-hmm. They tried to suck my light. So there has been people along the way where I'm like, hey, I can't be this light for you anymore. Like, mm-hmm. there comes a point where you have to be your own light. Yeah. And I can't be that because I have to be my own light, you know? Like, I can't be spending so much time, like, invested in you. But it's my fault. I do it, you know? I know that. I don't do it on purpose. But I'm just so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, wait, okay, wait. I don't have enough time for this. I need to handle my own shit. Yeah. Which makes me think of, I don't know if it was episode one or two, where we asked like what we want to learn from each other. Uh And you were saying like to have those intimate relationships without compromising your boundaries. Uh, You know what I mean? So like that makes me think that it makes perfect no, absolutely. Full circle. And this has been the entire series of Push Fast Comfort. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Season two out in fall. <laughs> no, um, it's true. And you know, it's funny because mm-hmm. after we had that conversation about boundaries, I've been working on it ever since. Mm-hmm. Like, I like sat down my, I like moved up one of my girls to GM. I'm mm-hmm. Like, you're running the store and you're responsible now. And 
if I don't come in for a couple days, I don't want to hear it because mm-hmm. I'm paying you now to do this, yeah. you know? And it's been so hard, mm-hmm. but like even down to the sentences, like I'll be like, we need to, uh, you, you need to make sure, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like just changing mm-hmm. even the sentence structure of like how I say things because I'm so used to being like, I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. I'll do this. I'll do this. And lately I've been like, I'm going to show you how to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, I've been really trying to work on those boundaries and I think it's paid off. I mean, yesterday I filmed my first YouTube yeah. episode. You sure did. You which sure did. If it ever sees the light of day. That'll be great, but at least I got there, you know? I did it. I freaking did it. I did it. But, um, but yeah, I feel like seeing the signs, you know, like, I, one of the things I can say is that if you have somebody around you that you're afraid they're judging you, that's probably, you're probably needing to reevaluate that friendship. Like, if there's somebody in your friendship circle that you're afraid to tell them something that you're doing because you're afraid you're going to get judged. Yeah, and that's, but, like, yeah. That's, that's like a sign. <clears throat> what? <laughs> what? That's just hard. That's that's difficult because we too are also very judgmental. So it's like I mean, yeah. If you're I feel like, but evaluate- here's the thing, though, is that as an adult, I've been saying this a lot lately. As an adult, your obligation is to control your emotional side. I feel like there comes a time in your life where you cannot depend. You can't use the excuse of whatever happened in your life, and that's why you act the way you do. You know. There comes a time in your life where you have to be accountable. So, like, for judging. Like, yeah, everybody is, like, like everybody's root is judgment. I don't feel like there's any way that you can change that. Like, even you, who works so hard on not judging, you fucking judge, you know? That's not the problem. The problem is, when I come to you and I say something, yeah, maybe your instinct is to judge, but your logic kicks in. And you go, she's my friend. She's going through something. I need to help her. You know? That, like, empathy or that sympathy or that whatever it is that kicks in that logic where you can control your emotions kicks in and you don't your first step into the conversation is not judging does that make sense yeah so I feel like yeah everyone's gonna judge that's one thing but in order I feel like the problem though is that if you have somebody who speaks on instinct of judging that's the problem Mm mm-hmm you know, because you've told me things where I'm like, Ugh. like, you're like, should I move here? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, like, even with the Lindsay thing, like, I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to be moving really far from your family, all this stuff. And then you're like, actually, look at all these facts mm-hmm. and then tell me. And I'm like, okay, all right, that you're right. That makes sense. You're going to be saving money. Like, you know, Lindsay, you and Lindsay have lived together before. Like, it's all fine, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, like, didn't base it off of just, like, quickly judging, you know? Even though, like, that might have been, like, my instinct to be like, oh, you're moving again Mm -hmm. you know you've moved so many times like Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day I was thinking of your best interest and Mm -hmm. put that aside and like it's fine you know Mm -hmm. I'm gonna stop talking shit yeah no I know I know but then this is the time that I start rambling me and Angelica me and Angelica just had a heart-to-heart last week it was kind of tough but I told her that when she doesn't talk I just keep going and then I get myself in a situation where I start making up problems just to have a conversation because she stays but quiet. I, I just don't think like silence is like I'm th- I'm listening I'm, I'm intensely listening yeah. I was like I'm not gonna blurt something out right to just cut that like I'm gonna listen and say something from my heart like I know but if there's like a half a second of, of silence I'm like and then my mom <laughs> well that's the thing just sit in that it's not it's not gonna change 
the conversation or what you're saying or my thoughts or your thoughts or where you're coming from, like, if you feel, like, inclined to keep talking, then speak. If oh you God, feel like... I don't know. That gets me into trouble. Talking too much gets me into trouble. <laughs> well, well, how do you feel about that? Because one of the things that I said was, you know, if you have somebody in your life that's judging... But I was going... I think I was coming from a different place. Okay. I was I was talking more along the lines of, like, I think that's one way to take... That's one context of, of judging, which is, uh-huh. like, super, super accurate. I think I was thinking... I, I, Everything that we talk about, I'm always instantly applying to myself because it's like, if I feel like I'm, I'm being judgmental, I'm formulating these judgments, like this person's not growing the same pace as me, or Mm -hmm. they talk about surface level shit, or they're really negative or rude or whatever I've thought about other friends. Like I just turn that shit inward and I'm thinking like, I'm sure that other friends of mine that are in my close circle have had their list of things about mm-hmm. me as well. So I'm thinking about what is the difference between friendships that stick around in your life that both, like you're just working, you know, like it's a work in progress versus yeah. other relationships or friendships that it is very natural for it to just mm-hmm. fall away. Mm-hmm. Like what keeps it together? Because it's like, I look at Bobby, Eric, Mark, mm-hmm. all these people that I see like very often, mm-hmm. not Mark because he's in Chicago, well, but yeah. I love you, but like Lynn. And I think about, our friendships and there's been a lot of like times where we had to like work shit out right you know so like I was just thinking what's the difference between the friends that you go through similar Mm -hmm. things with and you stay connected and then the friends you go through similar shit with and you disconnect yeah you know so that's where I was thinking is like honestly I think it goes back to being true to yourself mm -hmm. because the people that you just like the people that you just named I feel like all of them are true to who they are no matter what yeah you know like like I just feel like they don't they don't sugarcoat, like, and especially because you just said, like, you guys have had to go through shit to get you guys to the other side, And that's you know? the thing is, like, when we say the, the, the five people we keep around us, like, those are five people where we've gone through some shit with. Yes. <laughs> like, it's yes. not all, like, peaches and cream and, like, that's the easy, thing is, The parts you know? that you guys had to get through yeah. was because you guys were, like, be honest with yourself. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like that's the root of every conversation mm-hmm. of, like, hey... Let's be honest. Like, I feel like this. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, this is the way it makes me feel when you say that. or And then you go back and forth, you know? Like, I feel like... And then I also feel like having that conversation with somebody and then having, like, the other person having the ability to absorb it and see it from your perspective. Right. And then you guys come out of it. Yeah. You know? Can Your five people that you think about when you hear the mantra, right? Yeah. If you were to rank them... Or could you even rank them with, like, who you feel is easiest to be most honest with? Yeah. And from the person from the top of the list to the bottom of the list, what's the difference? Does that make sense? Yeah, it it would, except for the fact that, like, I don't have a single problem being as honest as I possibly can with anybody. I just Really? Have no, I have no filter. Yeah. Like, even in, like... Like, at least with my top five. Right, 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 right. You know? Like, in my top five, that is something that... A common denominator with my top five is that I will be as vulnerable as I fucking need to be. Like, I will call bawling. Like, I don't know what to do. I just... Uh, I don't... Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday I called you, like, I'm afraid. Angelica, I'm scared. I really want to do a YouTube channel, but I'm fucking scared. And you're like, what are you afraid of? I'm like, I'm afraid of what people are going to think. I'm afraid it's stupid. I'm afraid that what I have to say isn't... Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I don't have a problem. Because 
for me, I know being honest is growth. And mm-hmm. I will do anything I need to do to fucking grow. I don't care if it makes me look stupid. You know? So with my top five, like, you know, with my brother. My brother's in my top five. And I'll come and be like, dude, I'm fucking struggling. I'm, you know, right. I'm scared and I feel incompetent. Like, my brother tends to help me with, like, existential crises and stuff. And so, yeah, I feel like maybe the only person that I... Maybe the only person I'm not fully honest with is my dad, and it's only to protect him, because mm-hmm. my dad's such a heavy empath that mm-hmm. I have to be careful what I say to him, because he'll feel it too hard, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But that's, and it, but it has nothing sense. to do with, like, me not wanting to tell him. Just, well, I was like, just more getting to, like, people that struggle to be that honest or that transparent, you know, like. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't got that problem. Next episode. <laughs> Everything I, I ask you always because, like, I'm just curious of, like, just how other people see it or other yeah. people's perspective. Like, yeah. someone listening to this shit, like, damn, that's lucky that these bitches have five people right. in their life. They can, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, like, what makes it difficult to not be honest? Is it you? Is it them? Is it, Dude, it's you fucking know, so judging. Much? Yeah. And that's, and that's why it's my number one thing. It's, that's why it's my number one, like, red flag. If you have somebody in your top five that you're afraid to tell honesty to, you need to reevaluate that that friendship. Because judgment is just in general. Like, you come to that person and go, hey, I don't think that I'm happy with my husband. You know, that's that down to, hey, I think I want to start a new career. Mm-hmm. Like, all the way across the board, like, all of those conversations you should be able to have with your top five. And if there's somebody in your top five that you don't feel like you can express your wildest dreams to or your lowest, deepest fears, I mean, that, that person's not serving you as much as you, and, and it might not even be their fault. Maybe it's your fault, you know, or I mean, both faults, you know, whatever, but yeah, maybe you thinking that they're going to mm-hmm. judge you, you mm-hmm. know, cause you're intimidated or because you've seen them judge other people, mm-hmm. or maybe you hear the way they talk about other people and you don't ever want to be on the other side of that, mm-hmm. that coin. What are three characteristics that you think your top five should always have? Go. Um, optimism, mm-hmm. um, understanding mm-hmm. and patience. Mm. Optimism, understanding, and patience. Yeah. Those are your top What three. are yours? Um, self-awareness. Oh, God um, damn it. Um, I'm going to blow my nose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> self-awareness, uh, respect, uh-huh. um, and honesty. What were mine? Optimism, understanding, and patience. Yeah. <laughs> patience yeah. is a good one, too. Patience is a good one. Yeah, because, I mean, nobody's fucking perfect, you know? You need to be able to be a little bit patient with people who are going through shit. Because that's the thing is, like, let's face it, you'll have friends that are going through shit. Well, and And that's the thing, your top five evolves over time. Like, think about who your top five was. Ready? Uh, Let's do this. No, 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 no. Taking it back. No. Think about who your top five was in high school. Who were your top five people in high school? I'm not saying them out loud. All right, don't do that. we know. Who were your top five outside of high school? Like in college? Who were your top five a year ago? Was it any different? Let me think. Let me think. Well, it's hard because I feel like, I, like I said, I'm really close to my family. Do they have a theme? Like, okay, you have brother, yeah. fiance, best friend, dad. Well, the constants are you, my dad, my brother, right. my cousin Isha. Okay. You know? Family. And, then, and that's what I mean is like yeah. I'm really close to my family. So, and and I think that's also why for me, like... Friends can, I I have a good group of friends that I've had for like 10 years, yeah. you know, but friends can for me come and go because I have a solid family, 
Yeah. See, mine, it does change a lot because I'm always living with someone. Do you know what I mean? Like, like that's why I think with the, the mantra, it's like the top, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Oh, okay. okay. So I've changed jobs. Right. I've changed teams. I've changed Remember when living. Remember all the girls? That, like, when you talk about, like, Dee and Lynn. Yeah. Right? So, like, they that were. changed your life. Right. And then there was a time when I lived with Brandon. There was time yeah. I lived by myself. There was a time when I was coaching, not coaching, whatever. So, like, sure. who you spend the most time with. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Well, okay, well, yeah, okay, well, that's a whole different story, though, because, like, then there's, like, Natasha, my GM. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And she's definitely shaped me differently. Right. Like, she's very, like, creative and, like, yeah. really funny and, yeah, I fucking And some of it. your old roommates, those are people you spent. Yeah. Right? When you... Wait, which one's that? Oh, no! Yeah. Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> I forgot about her. Oh, shit. Angelica. Oh, my God. I forgot all about her. I know. That's why, that's why I think we always, our brains always take this mantra and think about the five people we choose to keep closest to us. Oh, my God. But in reality, it's not about that. It's just the five, the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That person that you just brought up right now. I will say one thing they taught me, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that I, that I feel like I've taken on with other friendships is I will always be there for you mm-hmm. as long as you're there for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's something I learned with her is because I was always there for her and she was never there for herself. Mm. She was never taking the necessary steps to get better. Mm-hmm. And it was always like one fiasco after another after another that I kept cleaning up because I was her best friend, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So like that's something that I feel like is also a red flag. Like codependent. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know, I mean, this is real for her, but, like, I got a DUI. Can you drive right. me to work every day in Huntington? I said yes. And I'm <gasps> driving my dad's 90, or my 95 Silverado gas guzzler, mm. and I'm dropping her off in Huntington every day to work. Me and her mom took shifts. And then guess what this girl does in a year? She gets another DUI. And so I'm still drop, driving her again. you said yes to and then guess what this girl does in another year? She has a baby. Guess who's driving that baby to the hospital for checkups every every time they need doctor checkups? Me. And it just got, it was just this, like, this friendship is sucking me dry. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. So I feel like that's another thing with friends and people that are close to you. Make sure that the people that are close to you, they are going through shit, but they are trying to get out of it. You know? Mm-hmm. That's number one for me. I will sit with, I will sit by your side through anything, through divorce, through a drug addiction, through anything. But while I'm sitting by your side, you have to be helping me help you. What are three words, your top five or your main five would describe (sighs) their relationship with you as? Um, Passionate. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Funny. Mm I'm trying to think of my top five. I'm thinking about what we talk about. Um, educational. Oh, okay. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yeah. I'm always like, did you know that this statue is ten times <laughs> larger than the Statue of Liberty? Do you know the Statue of Liberty did is you green because it's made sell of copper? These things, but you never really buy them. You just buy them for people. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes, girl. Oh shit! Exactly. You um, and Tara were like, what? I just saw it in your guys' faces. Oh, it's funny. No, we were absorbing. I know. It's info. I'm down. Okay, so um, you're engaged. You're in. 
Urine. She said urine. I'm single. So here's my question part of our podcast, okay? What are three questions you would ask me because I'm single? Like, they have to be related around, like, three Being a single questions for a single person, but I don't know if they change if it's more specifically me. Jesus Christ. Let me think. Okay. It would be, <laughs> how great is it and <laughs> to come home and only worry about yourself? Okay, that's your first question. What's your second? Do you remember that one Valentine's Day? When we got yes. drunk oh. in downtown Long Beach. Yeah. And then well, I was mad that I had to leave. We've had like a seven year tradition of spending Valentine's Day together. Sunday. 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 What? Sunday. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Because I've always been single. <laughs> and Angela always hasn't been single. Oh, yeah. But we did it one year and it was fun as fuck. So we're just like, let's do this every year. So yeah. we had one year where, I, where we went to downtown Long Beach, got super, super intoxicated. Yeah. Don't tell them where you had to go after. Which is very rare for us if we're out in yes. public. Usually we'll get, yeah. like, whatever we like drink. Like right Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I do remember what you said when we were partying yeah. ways. Which I don't want anybody to remember. I mean, I don't want anybody to know, but I also... <laughs> okay, so that's your first question. Yeah. Uh-huh. How great is it coming home okay. to myself? It's fucking amazing. Yeah. It is one of the things that fills my energy tank. My every, like, I do billions of things and people always compliment, like, my work ethic, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that would have happened yep. if I didn't come home to myself. Yes. So, yes, it's amazing. I think about that every day. <laughs> okay, next question. Help me. Um, how is it being around your friends who are married and with kids? I think before it was hard because I was, like, uh, questioning, like, What's wrong with me? Am I no, gay? Bit. Oh my god. No, Angela. This just said Angelica came out of the closet on this episode. Dude, my mom would be so happy. She's like, I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> That's another thing about me I don't think a lot of people know, is that I always, people assume that I am gay. Yeah. I've got an equal sign on my wrist. Mm-hmm. I dress like a dude. You hang sports. out with gay boys. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So, um, in the beginning, it was hard because I like self reflected or internalized, like, "Fuck, dude! Like, am I ever gonna find someone? Am I gonna fit in? Like, are they not gonna want to be my friend anymore because I'm not married and I can't, like, you know, like geek out on like kids and like couches and wedding <laughs> planning and shit like that? I don't know. Um, now it's obs- it's absolutely absolutely it's here we are with the realm of the- absolutely <laughs> amazing. It's very awesome. I love love. So now it's very, very cool. I also lived with a married couple, and that Kristen really and helped. Kristen and Brad. Yeah. I lived I've never with my... said it. It's always Brad and Kristen. I don't know why I said it. Yeah. So now it's a lot easier, and it's really awesome. And it's like, I love that my friends are having kids, because it's like, it's yes. another reason why I don't have to. Dude, no, for real. I'm yeah. kind of jealous that you just get to be the aunt to yeah. the kids. Dude, I can be OG auntie for life. Okay, yeah. third question. Um... <laughs> you put me on the spot here. I know well, girl if I would have told you ahead of time I still would have put you on the spot because you wouldn't run down okay I don't need your judgment actually I oh no 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 remember that's how, not judgment that's remember how factual. I said earlier guys the judgment I asked part. you remember I was like Angela I'm just asking Angela I have these questions do you want me no, to tell you now I just wait you never called me yeah, yeah. she never okay. calls me go uh the last oh shit fuck I had it god damn it I've just said every cuss word. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. 
you've clearly like dated guys. Mm-hmm. What do you think is like the main reason why it ends up not working out? Damn. Yeah. Put you on that. That's a whole ass next episode. Ooh, I would love <laughs> to make that an episode. That'd be really. Sick. Yeah. Um. Number one main. Okay, so uh, give me three. How's that? What is that, Liz? What is that? Is that it's my thinking? Sage? No, oh, was that, that was your me. Nose? No, I was, I was breathing. Oh, I actually just thought about this, and I was telling Angel that or uh, yes. Lindsay this the other day. <laughs> uh, what was it? Because I just recently stopped talking oh, to someone that I was dating. Too, huh? Yeah, I've actually dated like a lot. I no, Lindsay's like no. Um. Uh, shit. Uh, okay, I can think of a few things. Um, oh my gosh. Effort. That's one. What, like, it's, they don't it's, have effort? It's difficult to find someone compatible with me that would, is willing to give the same amount of effort as me. Yeah. That's one thing, is, like, I'm not going to commit to anything unless I'm going to give a whole fuckload of effort. Right. I don't do anything half-ass. So, dating is no different. Um, so, work ethic. That I would say work ethic yeah. is one. Um. That's hard to match. And even the effort within themselves, like, to do the work on themselves. Totally. That's very, very hard to find in a, a male form. Single yes. male form uh, in their mid-30s. Yep. You work on yourself. Okay, I got it. Their relationship with themselves. Yes. That's what I would sum it up to. Every guy that I stopped talking to had a very different relationship with themselves than I did. And it didn't. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to... Kind of burst your bubble. I don't think you're ever going to find somebody who okay. works on themselves the Girl way you do. Everything. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I feel like, well, I also feel like that's why I'm a little bit more, like, um, prone to relationships, you know, than you are. Because I'm a little bit more like, okay, it's fine. They're a boy. Like, I think it's also because you have older brothers and I have younger brothers. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Having younger brothers, I've had to watch them and be like, okay, this fucker's doing this now. All right, be patient. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. They're going to get through it. It's a phase. They'll yeah. get all, You know, whereas you've had older brothers to look up to. Yeah. You know? So I feel like for you, you're like, why the fuck aren't you just my superhero? You know? Yeah. Whereas for me, I'm like, oh, God, all guys are flawed. They always will be. I just got to work through it, you know? I def- yeah, I definitely used to struggle a lot. Like, I even now, if you want me to be super honest. I have 100% Raw-ass emotions. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, radar yeah. description. Let's do it. I have to check myself when, in just casual conversation, I hear people say, that's just guys. Yeah. I do. I have to check myself a lot because... I have to also consider like their culture of, of growing up is yeah. very different. And, mm-hmm. but what I'm not going to ever accept is like it being a justification. It could right. be an explanation as to yeah. why you do things differently and I get it, but I don't think it's ever justification. Cause then that's me being able to justify shit because I'm a oh, woman. 100%. So I feel you. I, I see a lot of women like say like, <laughs> like just, boys will be boys. Yeah. Like, just so much. Anyways, okay, those are, here's my three. No, I, I feel you on that, but, like, I also think about this, like, if you, this is gonna sound weird. Oh, God, I just burped in my mouth. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> that was crazy. Edit. Wait, should we drink another one, or no? Is that, no, we're almost, okay. no. All right, okay. Are you sure? Because I can get Corey. Angela. Okay. Um, but if you had to date your dad, not, like, I, as your dad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I just saying. You. Like, if you had to date something that was like your father, mm-hmm. I think you'd have a hard, a hard time with it. I can't date my dad anymore. What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. back in the day, I used to 
think I would hold a guys I date to the standard of my dad, which right. to a certain degree I still do. Right. But there is a lot about my father that I could never date. Yeah, but like, but you love your father for who he is. You right. You know what I mean? And I think that's the part. Like, you know, for me where I'm like, like with Corey, you know, Corey doesn't talk about his feelings. Like he's straight up across the room screamed at me. I wish you shut the fuck up about your feelings sometimes and like shut the door, you know? And I'm like, okay. So Corey is a like, like what you would call like a man's man, you know? Like, yeah, doesn't want to talk about feelings, but I also have to be like a little bit more understanding that like he didn't grow up that way and think about years of embedding in his brain that he doesn't talk about. But that's the thing is that I want someone who understands that about themselves just as I, but but it's patience though, because like the next day he goes, I'm sorry for yelling. No, I know, but I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not aware. I'm just saying they, they take the effort of doing that. That that doesn't happen. But anyways, okay, let me go with my next three. So these are three for someone engaged. Um, what's the relationship with security when you go through the different phases, like dating, you're in a relationship and you're engaged. Do you mm. find yourself having different, like, like different levels of security? Do you feel more secure versus not as secure? Is it all the same across the board? Well, yeah. Like the first date I knew I loved him and it's because he listened. Like mm-hmm. I remember like we were sitting at Fuck. And he, I was telling him something, and then the server came, took her order, and when the server walked away, he goes, okay, sorry, what were you saying? Mm-hmm. Like, just that sentence, I was like, I love you. Yeah. You listen to me. So, like, the first date, I was like, I love this guy, but the security was, is this consistent? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, is this going to last? Mm-hmm. So, it took me, like, four or five months to be like, oh, he is just genuinely a good dude. He's not just trying to court me. That's one. Um, and then two, yeah, when we got engaged, like, that was really, I remember, you remember, that was really hard for me because he really wanted to buy this house, and I told him I didn't want to buy a house unless we were engaged, and he didn't propose to me, and we still bought the house, and that was difficult. So we went through a really difficult time where I'm going, well, did you actually want to marry me, or did you want this house? Did you just want to buy a house? Because, he, you know, he's... Yeah. He's always forward thinking, so that was really difficult. Then it put this whole, like, insecurity of, right? do you even want to be with me? You know, did you move too fast? Is this moving too fast? Yeah. So that was the second one, but we're fine now. And then I think right now the third one that I'm trying to overcome is the fact that I've been, like, severely cheated on before. Mm-hmm. And I always think Corey's cheating on me. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. And and in the beginning it was, like, funny. Like, like who are you texting? Your honeys? Ha, ha, ha. You know? And then finally I was, like, are you cheating on me? And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, so like now we're moving into the stage of security where it comes to like, this is forever. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. is forever. Right. So much can happen in forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes. like there's a reason why people that you see that are miserable and 60 and married, there's a reason why they got married at some point. Mm-hmm. They could mm-hmm. have been just as happy as me and Corey are right now. Yeah. Like, so much can fucking happen. So, the one thing, though, that I'm thankful for, and I actually talked to his mom about this, is that he's never experienced divorce. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know it. Not, not Obviously, he knows it exists, but he in his brain, he doesn't consider it an option. Mm. You know? It's like his parents are married. Right. Both of his grandparents are married. They married. They were married till the day they died. Wow. His parents will be married till the day they die. His mom lives in the same house that she grew up in with her grandparents. Who mm. were still, you know, mm-hmm. it's like there's Corey is surrounded by constant. Mm-hmm. They go to the same river every summer. 
for the same vacation. Like he he lives a very constant life. Right. Whereas for me, I don't. I never have. Yeah. I've been to. I think that the count was like te- I've been to ten schools by high school. Mm-hmm. You know, because my mom, my parents divorced, and then it was like house, 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 move, 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 move. Right. I've always dealt with it's going to change. It's going to be different. Yeah. It's going to be, don't ever get comfortable. You yeah. Know? So I'm really trying to like dive into and take into consideration that Corey is like a very constant person, right, a consistent right. person. And that I have to stop projecting like my insecurities and mm-hmm. my weaknesses onto the relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those, that's the, that has been the flow. But do you feel more secure now that you're in the phase of engagement versus uh, when you're in the phase of dating? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess I do, you know, but, like, at the same time, like, I've had plenty of friends that have been engaged and then it broke off. So I just yeah. feel like you never know. Well, I that's the thing. I think like the... from a single person's perspective, because I've never been engaged, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just curious, like, what you, what, I don't know, just yeah. how it felt, you know what I mean? Yeah, it feels nice. I mean, it definitely feels good, you know, but I don't know. I just never want to expect anything ever mm-hmm. in work, in friendship. Like, I just always want to be like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, like, okay, with the whole coronavirus thing, you know, like mm-hmm. my cousin was like, they said they found a, uh, like a cure. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to bank on the fact that they did, but I'm mm-hmm. also hoping that they did. But I'm just going to be zero, you know? Mm-hmm. This is the same thing I feel with the relationship where I'm like, I'm just going to take it for what it is for as long as it's here. Yeah. And try my hardest. And even though there's a ring on my finger, I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I, that's not – and then that, that ring on my finger doesn't also give me freedom to be like, I'm going to get fat and, like, you know, dirty up the house and, like, and fuck you and just scream at you now, nag at you and, mm-hmm. like, just become a monster because I'm, like – comfortable you know mm-hmm. so I just I don't know yeah that's weird um it's weird. uh question two what's one thing you still do when Corey isn't around but purposely do when he's not around oh god uh like there's been times where he like doesn't go home till late and I'm by myself and I get I go to the store I get an entire wheel of brie and a bottle of wine, <laughs> and I lay in bed and watch bad TV, and yes. I just fucking, like, <laughs> I just eat the brie and drink wine. Oh, my God, yes. He knows it, too. Every time he's, like, not coming home, he's like, can you not eat a wheel of brie tonight? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good one. I, I like it. that one. Uh, third question I don't have written down. Okay. But I have to think of it on the flizzy. Oh, okay. Engaged. You're engaged. I kind of want this to be a fun question. I don't want to be all deep and shit. I have to tell my brain. Deep and shit. Deep and shit. Mojo my ass. I was just going to say that. I'm mojo my ass. What's one thing that really annoyed you about Corey in the beginning that doesn't annoy you now? Mm. Or vice versa. Didn't annoy you at all in the beginning and annoys the fuck out of you now. He he playfully gaslights me. Mm. Like... And he does it to his mom, and so does his dad. Like, they love to say anything to their mom where his mom goes, Corey, mm-hmm. that's not how I said it. Or, and they're like, are you sure, mama? You sure, mama? You know, and, it, and he does it to me, and and it's one thing that, like, I've had to get used to. Yeah. 
because he lo- he thinks it's hilarious. But it's because it's like a cute little thing that right. he do with his mom, you know. Right. And his mom eats it up. She loves it. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, but he does it to me. And usually, like I'll play along. You know, like no, and he's like he like. You know, like I have another question. What is it? I know we're only supposed to do three. I don't do care. you find any similarities with you and Corey's mom? Because hold on, the wait, because you know, a lot of people say yeah. like you date, you know, your yeah. opposite um, parent or whatever. But I was just wondering now that you're like you have a pretty good relationship with her now because like yeah. you guys got close. Do you find any similarities? Like, what's one similarity between you two? Well, we're alphas. Uh-huh. Both of us are. She's very social. Like, she has a big group of friends, and she's, like, kind of the center of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's another thing that Corey, like, likes about me is I do have a big... Like, he likes the fact that I have friends. Yeah. He likes seeing me hang out with my friends. Um, she's very caring, but, like, but like traditionally caring. I was going to say more caring than me, but I don't, I don't want to say that I'm not caring, but she's, like traditionally caring like I brought you cupcakes and mm-hmm. I made little gift bags for all of my friends for this holiday and right. she's just so giving it's amazing but the other side of her though is that she's such a businesswoman mm-hmm. like like I remember the first time we went to go look at a house because she was our real estate agent I saw a completely different side of Nadine that I right. didn't even know existed and I feel like that's something me and her have in common is that we're like cute and, like Dynamic. playful and like I don't know like we kind of play like stupid and then like once we get into business, I'm like, what's this? Why is this here? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the protocol is this. And, the pro- and like, we could just change really fast. Right. And Corey's always, like, he was raised by a very strong woman. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's something definitely that he probably, like, saw in me. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that I'm I'm just like his mom in that aspect. Where we have the two sides. We have the funny side and then, like, the serious business side. Where we, mm-hmm. like, know everything about the field. And you're like, what? You can't even, like, yeah. I have a list in my phone of things she says wrong that... Me and his, me and his dad think are hilarious. Mm-hmm. And every time she says a wrong word, he's like, "Put it on the list," you know. So mm-hmm. she's like, "Cute and funny," and then, yeah, and then she just handles business. Yeah. Okay. Um, three strategies you use when you're struggling in a workout. In a workout, I'll say like, uh, one thing I say a lot is, "You can do anything for ten minutes." Like if the if the cardio part or like whatever yeah, it is yeah. is like ten more minutes, the like, hard shit. You could do anything for three minutes. Right. You could do anything for X minutes. Yeah. Like, what is thirty minutes? So talking to yourself. Yeah. Okay. I tend to watch TV. TV. While I do it because it'll get my mind you. off of being like because half the time the reason why I quit a workout has nothing to do with fatigue. It has to do with the fact that I'm fucking bored. Yeah. I'm like, when is this over? Yeah. Um. And then three is I tend to like. Go on Instagram. I have a couple of girls that I follow mm-hmm. that have like the exact body mm-hmm. shape that I want, and mm-hmm. I just scroll their Instagram, and I'm like, fine, yeah, I'll yeah, get yeah. out of bed, fine. Those are good. Yeah. What are yours? Because you, um, what are yours? Because you're so much more dedicated than I am to working out. Um, um, like counting. Like for example, like if I'm doing something that's like three sets of fifteen, right? And like the first set is like. I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, whatever, all the way to fifteen. And let's say the third set, I am like dying, like dead. I'll I don't know why this is my mental trick, but I'll I'll say like one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. I don't know. Because you can do anything for five. I don't know, girls. I'm with counting. <laughs> or I'll be like one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> like I just can't do the string. The other thing is I always have, and I've always been like this, especially with sports, like very good eye contact, and I'll just literally stare at something and it's usually something where I'm looking up 
or just looking a little bit higher. When I start looking down, I just, my fatigue, I'm like, I'll, Interesting. I'll tap into that. And then the third one is obviously like talking to myself and like my breathing. So like the thing I say like a lot when I work out is like, I can, I got this, you know, just like yeah. self-talk. Um, totally. What's one thing, one positive thing that you're, um, like your intermediate family culture taught you or like, like growing up with your brothers and your dad, yeah. you know, whatever, what, like what's one thing now that's super positive that came from specifically that? Dude, we laugh about everything. There it is. Uh-huh. Everything. Like yeah. morbid shit. Yeah. Like my dad yes. will be like, like this I will be able to get a hold of my dad, yeah. you know, for like, he'll be in the shower and then I'm like, dad, oh my God, why didn't you answer the phone? And he'll say, I can't wait till I'm dead. So I'm just over this shit already. Right. And like, it's just stuff like that. Or like when we were at his mom's funeral on his birthday, mind you, okay. Mm-hmm. Like my dad had to bury his mom on his birthday mm-hmm. and it's still something he brings up every year around his birthday as a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, cause my cousin Javier's birthday is December 6th, which is two days after. Mm-hmm. And my dad will always be like, why couldn't she get buried on Javier's birthday? Why did that be my... Mm-hmm. Like, he just thinks... And, like, at her funeral, like, me, just my brother, my dad all sat together. And we could not stop laughing. We yeah. were laughing the whole funeral. And my dad was like, when is this over? And right. then he just, like, gets us on this, like, roll of... So, yeah. My family laughs <laughs> at everything. And That's I feel like I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. I haven't... I mean, my dad's in his 60s now. I'm in my 30s. My brother's late 20s. And I feel like we have pretty healthy coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. So up until now, I don't, I mean, my dad's in his sixties, like I said, and I feel like my dad does pretty good at coping with his issues. So I don't see a problem in it. Yeah. That's the one to one. Positive. A big positive. Mine would be getting ready quickly. Your, your family? Yeah. Like I grew up, I, I get, can get ready so quickly. Why? Cause you had brothers that you had to share a bathroom with? Yeah. Holy shit. That or just talking shit. Like, that's all yes. we ever did, all day, every day. Like, and we competed in everything. Who could eat the fastest, who could run the fastest, who could throw the fucking paper ball in the trash can the most. Like, everything was a competition, and everything that came out of our mouths was always talking shit. But that was, like, that's, like, even my extended family. Like, yeah. I think of my cousin Daniel, and, like, he's one of the funniest people on the planet. He just always talks shit. Dude, that's something I will say. Okay, I will have to say this with Corey. Is Corey also, I don't know if this is also like a, a race thing, but the way that Corey talks shit is just like a Mexican. Mm-hmm. And so me and him like can relate so well because mm. he sounds like my family, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. look at you. Like, what do you think you're like? You know, I don't know. I can't think of a single time he's done it. But it's just very well. like, play, like the, the, the etiquette, I yeah. guess, of talking shit, you yeah. know, is very like he grew up playing soccer and all of his friends are like, they have that like. Mexican talking mm-hmm. shit culture and oh my god I love it and because I talk so much shit mm-hmm. and I need somebody who can take it versus like my last boyfriend mm-hmm. I would like try to talk shit to him and he'd be like do you really think that is mm-hmm. that really why would you say something like that about me and then I'm just like oh no yes <laughs> now I'm just a bitch <laughs> because you can't fucking laugh at yourself stop taking yourself so seriously yeah. you're not that big of a deal nobody is but yeah Talking shit, I feel like, is the cornerstone of most of my friendships. Yeah. If yeah, you can't so talk like, shit. It's like my love language. <laughs> yeah. So how I literally tell you. Like, even that, I, the, even, like, me and Mark, like, you know, yes. we say I love you through talking shit. 
but that's uh-huh. so many people in my life. Anyways. Yeah, remember when I tried to hug you and you punched me? <clears throat> Angela. <laughs> look at look at her. Listen to her right now. Listen. Just she, nice she even hates talking about hugging. <laughs> no, listen, I don't. Listen to her. Okay, do you have any cool things that you put on your phone from this week? No, Angelica. Oh, bitch, what are you okay. kidding me? Can I tell you something? What? That I'm appreciative, uh, grateful for you. What is it? For. Um, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before, but you mentioned me sending you a poem. Remember? Uh-huh. So, moving. I ha- I can do an episode on moving. Yeah. Literally. Um, How many I came, times have you moved? Uh, this will be 14. Um, since And that's since you got kicked out. Yeah. Not like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you you mentioned that, and then like a couple of days later or something, I was moving all my stuff, and I found a whole box of my notebooks. Oh my and so I started going through them and going through them, and I was like, oh my God. That's when I came across all the planners and yep. all these notes and everything. Anyways, since then, you've like ignited me to start writing more because yes. I write everything, but more like my poetry. So one of my goals before the end of a season one is to say a oh poem. Oh my god! Okay, Not next episode. episode is the and end of season the... one. Why? <laughs> why, Angela? You know why? <laughs> why? Because I want you to read the poem. No. What do you mean? No. Ugh. Um, but I was working out and I wrote this stuff down just because it. But it's not a poem. No, no. Here we are. It ain't a poem, bitch. Speakeasy. No, it's just. This is a speakeasy. Spoken word. Spoken word. That's my shit. My coach jail. Okay. (laughs) Um. No, this is not a poem. Okay. So I was like doing some like squat or something, and I was thinking about shit, and I was like, write this down so I could say it in the podcast. Insecurity versus intuition. Something. I think these are like battles that we all have, right? Yeah. Judgment versus curiosity. Okay. Is that? Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Patience versus passiveness. Uh huh. This is something I could definitely to because. Definitely to because. I'm going to go there. Hearing versus listening. Yeah. Talk to my kids about that a lot. Learning versus labeling. Yeah. Reflection versus reaction. Oh. Student versus narcissist. <gasps> I know that's a good one. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, challenge yourself versus complain. Oh, God. Can everybody, can we just repeat that one? Just <laughs> say it again, please, for the for the couple people that was watching. Challenge show. yourself Watch versus complain. Challenge yourself versus complain. Thank you. Confidence versus competition. Mm. Or, like, being confident versus always being competitive. Yeah. So those are, like, the little mini versus battles that I splurted on my little notebook on my phone. It's great. Um, great. Listen to our other episodes. Yes. Uh, email us if you have any questions or, you know, just want to know that anyone's listening. We'll listen, be on I Spotify didn't, I didn't soon. I not write anything down, but I feel like for some reason this week, my mantra has been don't judge. Yeah. Because that's a good so, one. Yeah. Don't judge. But watch it. I don't watch it. <laughs> no, but listen. Sorry. But listen to an episode. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think we only have got maybe like two more mantras to go. So you're actually kind of accurate with season one actually officially ending. Oh my God. Which uh, is awesome because this is episode number five. Yeah. And uh, I feel like if we decide to do season two, it will have a different theme. Why wouldn't we do that? 
I'm just saying. Are you breaking up with me on camera? <laughs> on camera? No, but it, it has been... James, James, you are the light of our life. Oh, James. James, I know you will listen to this, and I just want to say every single piece of feedback and every word you have texted me about our podcast and just everything, man. Yeah. That's one thing. It validates what we're doing, so thank you. Yeah. And we're taking the time out of your day to message us about it because it, like, makes us, you know, because it's, there's, like, an insecurity doing this. Is anybody going to like it? Does anybody listen? You know? So when somebody takes the time out of their day to say, I like what you're doing, it just, it's more motivation. and it's, it's That's one of the biggest things I did not expect that's hit me for a curveball starting this is there's so many people that have reached out to me and like, I didn't, I don't even ask like, how'd you like it? You know, they just like say things and I'm like, dude, oh my goodness. Like gives me like chills and makes me emotional because yeah. I'm so appreciative that you even take the fucking time to listen and then yeah. give me feedback. <laughs> just want to say I appreciate you thank you and yeah, yeah. thank you alright this has been episode chill five, five. chill episode chill <laughs> of um, push past comfort we will see you next week when we talk about absolute bullshit again hey <laughs> goodbye goodbye